Uh, check, check. One, two, one, two. Testing, testing. Oh, right. Fuck. There we go. Um, this will hopefully sound better. Uh, so if I sound different, uh, it's because I'm recording with a actual semi mixer. I think. Hopefully, we'll see. Um. Fuck. Uh. Y- yeah. Sorry. I had an outline for what I wanted to to talk about tonight, and then I kept forgetting to talk about it. Um. Really, just kept forgetting to record it, and so I I forgot what I was going to talk about. So I'm going to talk about this instead, which is. I I played a game. I picked up a game Saturday. I got on, you know, on my computer and I was like, I want to play a game. And I was looking for a game that like could scratch the itch of a, a game I used to play a lot of, which is a game called XCOM. Which for those of you that don't know XCOM, XCOM is a s- turn-based strategy game that I really much enjoy. Uh it's I like strategy games because it's fun to get the brain pumping. I like turn-based games just because it it tends to I I tend to get flustered a little bit and confused sometimes. Um it's the reason why first-person shooters I like, but oftentimes I suck at because I cannot really do stress well. Um it's the reason why Apex is the closest I've ever gotten to like Especially battle royales because I just I fucking can't. I am occasionally I can I can hone the jitteriness and the confusion and the <laughs> with my hands and somehow mash them on the keyboard and you know sporadically click the mouse enough to actually like shoot someone properly in that game. So occasionally I can do that, but for the most part, what I really do enjoy is games where I can think and turn-based strategy are one of those now you're probably like get on with it um so XCOM I love because the game premise is essentially aliens invade earth we are hopelessly outgunned but we send in some some commandos they take them out and then we realize shit that's probably not gonna be the last one so we need to start preparing so we unite earth and decide okay we're gonna we're going to make this force called XCOM. It's basically going to be prepared for when the aliens return and it's going to take them out. And I mean, you're normal, what you would expect. Um, but it's, it's so, <laughs> it's such a good game because it does. Uh, I mean, if you want to see a good analysis, uh, watch zero punctuations, uh, video on XCOM because it's very stupid and very funny, but it, it he covers exactly the points I, I which I love about the game, which is it does the perfect balance between you being like, oh boy, I can't get wait to go on this mission to um, shoot these to shoot these guys uh, to like to I can't get can't get, I can't wait to get out on the mission to like test out my new weapon that I just got. And at the same time, be like, man, I can't wait to, to go back and use these resources to build a satellite and launch an air or build a new spaceship or, like, to build a new weapon to then go out and shoot people. So, like, it, it feeds back so well. And, in fact, the weakest part of XCOM, I would say, is the, the terror missions just because... The idea of the terror missions is basically it's it's a arbitrarily enforced timer and... 
it works well enough in that because the idea is like, okay, things are going bad. You've got to deal with these as quick as possible and help these civilians escape. The problem is, for those of you that do know, most games where you are escorting or doing anything of that nature, they suck because AI sucks and you're just oftentimes at the will. Because it's turn-based as well, it's a little bit more like chess, but because of the arbitrary turn limit, you're essentially putting a timer on it, and so then it just becomes an efficiency problem. And the problem with that is efficiency problems can be interesting, but not always fun, uh, especially when efficiency problems sometimes you don't have a good answer for because you don't you didn't bring the right equation to solve it so if you don't know that you just go in and you're like well i'm fucked um which is stupid but i digress like that's the weakest part of it that being said i've played through that game like i've let's let's see let's pull up steam i have sunk so many hours in that game uh because it's just such a good mission uh like such a good game uh library let's pull up xcom I've put 114 hours in that game, and, like, I love it. It's so good. Like, you can customize. Um, part of the reason I love it is because I'm a huge fucking nerd, and I started giving backstory to my characters, because the, the way it works is that you get this army and this squadron, but it's permadeath. So the idea is that you have the squad, you, you know, you train them up, you make them stronger. However, if they die in the mission... They're dead. They're gone. You don't get them back. And so what I did was I, I, my first time playing through, I remember it so vividly, I had a a guy from Germany, and he was just, you know, atypical, angry-looking, you know, first-person shooter protagonist. And he got the shotgun perk. He was seen as like a, um, like a, I forget what, like assault class, I think is what it's called. And I could give him a shotgun, so he was the running gun guy. Like, I'd give him the shotgun, he'd get close close range, and just blah, blah. Uh, and then I had this American woman who was sniper. And she made me fall in love with snipers in this game, because I found out that snipers are fucking broken. <laughs> because what happened is, you could have a sniper, and the way the game works is it's turn-based, but it's also um, probability-based. And you've probably heard of XCOM in the sense of fucking statistics suck. Because what I mean by that is in XCOM, there's a probability of you to hit each each time with your weapon. So you can think about it as it's kind of the, the mix between turn-based strategy games on tabletop and turn-based strategy games in, game, in, in video game. Because what it does is it's turn-based strategy, but instead of it just being, oh you move to this position and you hit. So instead of it being like chess, you move to this position. So it'd be like if your your mouse went... <laughs> your mouse, fuck. Your pawn, that's the one. Uh, your pawn went to go take another pawn. But instead of actually taking it, you had to roll a die. And the reason why it's frustrating is because there are some times where you'll have like 99% chance to hit and you'll still miss it. And by that I mean like you are two inches away from the alien's face with a shotgun and somehow you miss and you're just like, how the fuck did you miss? You were right there. Um, but then that also goes into why um, snipers are broken is because 
I found out that you can basically as you as you go on missions with them, they gain experience and then the game perks. But what I found is that like if you got a sniper and you started getting it, you gave it a certain scope and you started having it around at certain perks, if you gave it around like seventy five percent accuracy to hit, it would hit. Like there was there was just no doubt, like it would hit. And then what really happened was as it got more and more as it, as the character got more and more experience, its accuracy would just go up. So it got to the point where my sniper was like a hundred and ten percent chance to hit from like across the map. And so that's what I would do is I would uh, she would hang back. I put her at the highest vantage point I could. At one point, I gave her like jetpack armor to like float up in the air, because she could just hang in the back. The aliens couldn't hit her because they didn't have as long range, but she could snipe the fuck out of them as long. Because what she had was she had squad strike, which basically meant that's what it is. I remember now. If anybody in the squad had visuals on that alien. She also had visuals on that alien, which means she could hang back. Someone else in the front line, which would be often the German, could see an alien, so would call it out, and she would just be in the background and like zone out with like a seventy-five percent chance and just snipe the alien. So good. Anyway, what's really dumb about it, or really dumb about me, is I started making a romance between the sniper woman and the shotgun German because I'm like, they're, they're such a good team together. They're just, they, it's so romantic that like they would go on missions together. And so I started like tying in this whole romance plot to it. And if you have played the game, um, I, what I did was I, she ended up becoming psionic, which means she had the ability to use telepathic abilities, which was cool. But really it was like, she, she was just a really fucking good sniper. She didn't need him. However, uh, for those of you that play the game, you know that uh, <laughs> that there's a end of the story. There's something that happens surrounding psionics, uh, which I was not prepared for. So I played through that game. Fucking loved it. Was not prepared for the ending, but played through the campaign. So good. I fucking loved it. And then I started playing through, again, another campaign. And so what I did was I found that there was... It was a, a Russian, it was, it was basically, there's two women. I want to say it was like a German woman and a like American woman again. And so I joked that they were the daughters of the daughter, the, the daughters of the American, the, the, the American and the, Ru- and the German from my previous mission, because again, it was a shotgun and a sniper and that combination is just so good. And so I played through that campaign and I, I had, looking at my I, I haven't gotten all the achievements but then again I'm not really an achievement guy I mean there are times where like the only quote-unquote achievements I've like made sure I've gotten was would probably be ooh, uh, I guess that would be Pokemon probably because Pokemon Sun and Moon they had the Pokedex like on the screen so I could like physically see it and I was like oh shoot I'll just I'll just I, I realized I was close to catching all the Eevees so I started like trying to find all those and so I actually I caught all the Eevees and I was like this is actually kind of fun let's and I'm not far away from catching all the other ones and because it was like 
island based you could see how many more you had or like how close you were and i was like this is this is this is doable let's try this so i completed the pokedex for sun and moon and then i'm like i don't really feel the need to do this again um granted i haven't really played pokemon since i i played sun and moon i tr started playing ultra sun and moon or ultra sun and i'm just like i can't yeah Eh, story wasn't really there for me. I know Rainbow Rocket's there, which is it's Rainbow Rocket sounded was the most in interesting part of it all. But I'm like, I just the plot of regular Sun and Moon is just so like, uh, I can't do it. Um, where was I? Oh right, XCOM. So uh, y yeah, I, I played a lot of XCOM, and then XCOM Two came out, and I was like, yo. This will be good, I bet. I'm super excited. And the premise of it is basically like, oh, XCOM, that you, you basically lost XCOM, and the aliens took over. But then, uh, when the aliens took over, you, uh, <laughs> you, sorry, I just saw one of my, one of my friends got an achievement in this that, damn, only 5% of players have gotten. And knowing, knowing this guy, he's, he's, is this what I think it is? Yeah, yeah, this is John. Okay, that makes sense. Um, this is a guy who's got, <laughs> god damn, he's got 952 hours in Civ 5. <laughs> I love John. He's ridiculous. Um, anyway, um, <laughs> he's, he's playing, he's playing Europa, which is basically just Civ. Anyway, he's nine years. How long have I been? Sorry, I'm, I'm distracted as I do how how long have I been service wow it's been nine years yeah it has been nine years because almost 2012 nine years since uh huh strange anyway um so but sadly XCOM 2 just didn't quite just didn't quite hit the same partially because a lot of the missions were timed missions and I just it just or like timed or turn-based and it's like that just uh, yeah, that didn't that didn't really work for me. Um, so it just never quite hit the same. Like the aesthetics were better. Um, like how you could design your troops was cooler, and like they just it just it worked out well. But like I just I couldn't. Like it just didn't didn't work for me. It wasn't quite there the same. And you can tell because I've only got like twenty hours in that compared to the almost five times ma as many hours in the original. Um, and so I was looking and I came across, I know there's a game, there's a, there's another game series that I'm very, very much a fan of. Um, <laughs> and it's a very, very nerdy game series, but whatever. Um, I'm just going to out myself. I'm very interested and I love the Warhammer series. Uh, and for those of you, specifically Warhammer 40k, uh, for those of you that know, you're like, wow, he's that kind of nerd. Yeah, I am. Um, for those of you that don't know, the reason why I say that kind of nerd is because Warhammer 40k is the a atypical um, big old table with a bunch of minifigures that people are painting and a bunch of dice that people are rolling and people go to games, mm -hmm. game... Um, 
stores to buy and amass armies and things like that and lots of rule books and very very intricate rules and different armies and things like that but also like very much into painting and assembling their minifigures and like a lot of money to sink in because the minifigures are not cheap um it's it's a very but it's a very 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 in-depth lore to the point where if you if if you don't know anything about it what i do is let's say of man. Let's do this. Yeah. Okay. If you want to see how No, that wasn't it. Uh it was an Imperium of Man Legions. Yes. Okay. No, it wasn't Imperium. Yes, yes, here it is. Okay. Um if you want to if you for a reading experience at home, um do me a favor if you want to understand just how nerdy and in depth the lore of this game series is, do me a favor and just Google Google Ultramar Ultramarine uh Ultramarines, I should say, with an S. Uh, and the first link you should see on Google is this Ultramarines Warhammer 40k wiki fandom. If you click that link, that will take you to the, the, the fandom wiki, but it's pretty, pretty reliable information. And if you scroll down uh, to where you, you, there's the first abstract, and then if you scroll down where you start to see the contents, just look at how many chapters there are. And I want you to understand that this is Ultramarines, and Ultramarines is one faction, I'm sorry, one legion of one of the factions, and there are five factions in the entire game series. And there's this much information on just one. Granted, it's Imperium of Man, and Imperium of Man gets a lot of the love, especially the Space Marines. Um, but, like... The fact that there is literally 20 sections coupled with at least four subsections in it is is fucking bonkers. Um, basically, there's a shit ton of information and lore. Um, but I, I love it because, A, there's so much that, like, there's so much different play styles that, like, you can like. But there's also so much lore going on here that you don't even have to play the game. So, for instance, I'm I'm really weird in that I love lore, Warhammer 40k. I've not bought a single minifig or played a traditional tabletop game. <laughs> Partially because I'm broke and I don't have that kind of money. Um, and for the, some of you are like, well, it's simple. You just buy a Space Marine or whatnot. It would, but the problem is I'm an orc player. I know I am because that's just how I am. And if you know orcs, you know there's there's no cheap orc army because <laughs> orcs are like um, orcs are like zergs uh, or tyranids, which I'm using terminology that people don't know. Um, orcs are essentially like locust. Where the reason why orcs are good is because you just got a fucking mess of them, and they are hard to kill, 
but just really fucking strong. But I love them because they're really stupid. <laughs> like, orcs are super fun uh, because basically the whole idea behind an orc is that they're very, very dumb, but they have this ability that just, they psychologically, basically, if they believe it will work, it will work. So, for instance, their red cars go faster because to an orc, red makes things go faster. So it does. Um, and, like, purple orcs are invisible because the logic is, have you ever seen a purple orc? No, you haven't. You've only seen green orcs. Therefore, if there's a purple orc, it's obviously invisible. And that's just a thing that works. Like, it's it's really hard to describe it, but essentially, like, that is a thing that pe- that people just agree that like that's and that's a part of the game that like people just agree that like yep the the red cars go faster because the orcs believe it to be um and there is a lore reason behind it that essentially the orcs emit have this like psychological field or like um not psychological um psionic that's the word so in this universe psionics and like a mental abilities is a thing that's just accepted like there are imperium of man people including the the god emperor who i won't get into because that's a a whole its own little thing um who who are have the like psychic abilities so that's already established and so orcs basically with their like single brain cell have also cobbled together the ability to have psychological powers but what it manifests themselves in what they call as weird boys, which weird boys just kind of emit psychological powers. And so to the orcs, they're essentially just like batteries where like they just kind of hang around and things work with them. But they don't really understand why, but they also don't care. <coughs> Ooh, excuse me. Um, flam. Anyway, um... They also don't really care why it works. They just, it, it works. And so what's essentially happening is that the orcs, the weird boys, am- amplify the ability of the orcs that if they believe it to be true, it works. Therefore, whenever the weird boys are around, whatever the orcs want to happen w- works. So it's, you love it because it makes no sense, but you hate it because it makes no sense. So a good example of not just like what I mean by that is orcs weapons should not feasibly work. Like there's something out of like a wildy coyote cartoon, except instead of blowing up in their face, sometimes they blow up in their face, but sometimes they just actually work. But so for instance, like they'll just take a gun. They'll just, throw in metal because they're like, ah, oh, this, this needs bullets. Bullets are made of metal, so I'll just throw metal in here and shoot it. And it works like a blunderbuss. The funny thing, though, is then that gun can be picked up by another faction and try to use it, and it won't work because the the other faction, so like an um, um, ultramarine will pick up an orc gun and try to use it, and it won't work because the ultramarine's like, this is just a hunk of metal. There's, this, this should not work, and it doesn't. Borgs believe it works, so it does, and it's stupid. But, like, there's also, there's a lot of, like, interesting lore behind the different factions. So, like, the Imperium of Man is very religious, like, zealots to a T about, like, mankind is manifest destiny and the the owners of the universe and things like that. Um, 
Then you have um, shit, the Eldar, which are basically space elves, so space racist. Um, sorry, I don't like elves, which is ironic, but elves are always elitist. I'm that's just my frustration with them. Anyway, um, so the Imperium actually a lot, a lot of a lot of things are racist in this game. Um, that's kind of the nature of it. Is just that like if you are non-human. You are bad, and if you are human, and you, if, like, for instance, the, they call, the alien races call humans monkeys, or monkeys, because that's basically just racist for calling them monkeys. It's not great, but it's that the nature of racism. And part of the, the, the attraction of what's called Grimdark, which is the future of 40K, is that, who's the good guy? Yes. Who's the bad guy? Yes. Like, are the Imperium of Man the good guys? Well, they're humans, so we root for them, but they're also kind of assholes, so... And really religious zealots and racist towards other aliens, so, like, no. Um, there's the the Eldar. Uh, they are not good in any realm of imagination. The Taos are... They, I mean, they're they're the most, like middling but they're also not good they're just not bad um there's the agents of chaos like slanesh and um tzinch and nurgle which are i mean they have the arguments for why they're good but uh they're also bad so everyone's just bad and that that's what makes it fun is because like you don't feel bad about sending in a legion of people to murder this other army of people because you're like everyone's bad everyone dies it's all good um oh i also feel like (laughs) i'm like 25 minutes into this recording but whatever i should add a little editor's note from the last podcast episode i did which is uh so i talked about baby driver and i talked about how like oh man this movie is so good and like i know kevin spacey ruined it and like i'm I just wondered what happened to the ma- the main actor. I found out what happened to the main actor, and I feel like fucking a fool. I didn't realize that he was also an asshole. I'm like, well, damn, that explains why he disappeared. I just thought it was like, really just thought the movie flopped because Kevin Spacey was kind of a, a, a piece of shit. Turns out both Kevin Spacey and that actor are a piece of shit. And I'm like, wow, that movie just does not age well. Did not age well. Um... Anyway, so if you heard that and you thought that I was endorsing him and were angry at me and somehow still managed to get to this point, um, I apologize. I do not endorse being an asshole. Don't be a douche. Just respect each other and be nice to each other. It's really not that fucking hard, people. Um, I, as punishment, I would sentence you to this grim, dark future and you would be a soldier in the Imperium of Man, with a flashlight. Because then you're going to die. Uh, anyway, that, that got dark real quick. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I really don't mean this to be dark, but I, I decided to talk about Grim Dark Future, so I guess it's going to happen. Anyway, <coughs> excuse me. All this tangents aside is I picked up an ultra... I picked up... Um, what is it? Uh, yeah, Warhammer 40k um, Mechanicus 
Yeah, Warhammer 40k Mechanicus, which is a turn-based strategy game similar to uh similar to uh, XCOM. And I liked it so much that I've played 46 hours in the past like 3 days. Um I I put a lot of time in this game already. It's just, it was one of those games where I'm like this is fun. And I would look at the clock and I'm like, man, this is play- I'm playing a lot. I should probably like go get dinner or something. And then I would look at the clock again and it was like, oh, four hours had passed. Shit, I should probably eat dinner. So um, it's a good game. I like it. Uh, and it's strategy. And I love it because the game is so well designed because you play as the Adeptus Mechanicus, which the Adeptus Mechanicus are basically robot people. But they're they're peep they're a legion of the Imperium of Man who believes that the the savior the Omnissiah is is a robot, and so the closer you are to being a true robot, the more holy you are essentially. And it's very <laughs> it's entertaining because the and also kind of ironic because you play these games and these are humans. But you're introduced to them, and they're speaking this weird, garbled, metallic, like, very inhuman speech. And then you go into this temple of Necrons, which I also really, really, really... While I do enjoy Orc, while I'm an Orc player, I really enjoy the aesthetics of Necron, because think... Think space mummies, but think black metal and, like, green neon colors and space Egyptians. It's just it just works. It's so good. Um, but when you first enter this temple, they are speaking English, but like actually English because it auto translates. And so it's this weird thing of like, here are these Necrons, which are arguably less human because they are fully uh, they're fully machine, but they are somehow more human because they they are they're speaking and conversing and they're behaving similar to humans do than these. Mechanicus, which are more human because they actually were human at one point, but they're fucking it, it's it's just so good. Um, anyway, plus the soundtrack. If you ever want to hear a just just such a like a good solid soundtrack, uh, <laughs> good job. Um, sorry, I just got a message. If you ever want to hear a really solid soundtrack. Uh, look up er, the Adeptus Mechanicus soundtrack, and there is a song. Let's uh, I gotta find it now. Which it's uh, Adeptus Mechanicus OST. It's not just the OST. It's the uh, Children of the Omnisciah. There is a like. There's a, a YouTube link, which is by Jacaranda. That's a fun name. Uh, you, the user profile, Jacaranda. And it's like an hour mix or something extended. But this song is just... It's such a good... like It's haunting <coughs> and melodic at the same time. It's its so hard to describe other than it's just... It's so good. Um, so if you ever want to listen to some really... Some really good, like, hauntingly good, but like future, but also like past music i just it's really hard to describe but like it's just just good music good listen give it a listen um 
But yeah, um, long. Oh, I love that. Sorry, I was. I'm looking at the other thing is if you do like Warhammer, then you get into things like the Warhammer tabletop. It can be like you. I mean, there are cheap Warhammer models you can get. I'm sure, but like, I love the big old robots. And I'm looking at some of these mechs, and like, I'm looking at this one. This is a Warhound Titan, and it is $665. And it's. Can we fit it? It's. It's. But like, that's. That's also not necessarily with it painted. That's. That might just be its price oh okay this oh this is straight up painted okay that's so much better i thought it was like unassembled so most of the models you buy come completely unassembled and you that's part of the process so like if you're into D and whatnot minifigs you like assembling and painting them yourself um i don't <laughs> I'm bad at painting, and, like, painting minifigs is something that I do not have the time or patience to do. Um, but I like looking at the, the, the little, the big old mechs. Um, and I just, I just like the big robots. Like, they're just, they're so good. Um, and so, like, I, there, there have been things I've seen. So, like, you can play as the, um... Oh, what is it? not the iron? Uh, not Alpha Legion. What is it? The Imperial Knights. Imperial Knights. That's it. Imperial Knights are basically just mech warriors, and so you can play as them. And it's actually feasible to some degree to play as them because you can, like, each mech might be around a hundred dollars. Uh, but you'll buy that, and then you, but you a full mech army might only be three. So like. It's $300, meanwhile, a full, you know, how much does a, let's see, how much is a full orc army? Orc army cost. <laughs> so, for reference, I just, I just googled how much does a full orc army cost, and the first link I'm seeing on Re is for Reddit is someone saying, am I signing up for the most expensive army are orcs? And if you're worried about price, be sure to look on eBay, Facebook groups. Uh, when I started, I grabbed 80, 80 boys for $80. Um, so not that bad, but a full squad of boys is going to cost me 75 to 90 It seems like a lot, even for Games Workshop standards. And <clears throat> basically, though, like, you to, to do... The games, you've got to be willing to pay a decent amount. But, like, with with the mechs, it's a little easier because you just pay for the three and the big old things. And so they're also easier to paint um, for those paint, painting challenged like myself. <clears throat> I'm, not, I'm just looking at orcs because orcs, they're just... They're, they're so fun because, like, they've got such stupid designs because, like, they just, they, <clears throat> the, the orc, the, the orc logic is the bigger orc is the, 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 the leader. So that means that, like, you have these orcs that have these, like, big old, like, 
jaws and or like big old mechanical jaws and big old like robotic arms to make themselves bigger. And it works because orcs are in universe they're fungus. They don't actually have like internal organs and things like that. So like you cut off an arm and they'll just replace it with a fucking like robot arm because that's and they they'll tell you know like oh this will work better than your old arm. So they're like okay and because they believe it. So orcs have these really fucking stupid designs that I love. Um, I just I I wish I had the painting talent and the budget for a like an actual army just because they they look super pretty. Like if you ever want to see like some really cool designs, like just look up some Warhammer like minifigs. Or like some Warhammer Titans or things like that, because they they just look so good. Um. <laughs> uh, sorry, I just I found I found some some Orc Titans or some Orc Giant robots, and they look they they look about what you would expect. It's it's just so good. Um, who's bugging? Someone keeps blowing up my messages. Anyway, um, <clears throat> I think I'm gonna call it here. Um, I think I've basically rambled enough. Um, I need a shower. I hope I have water pressure. Uh, my the water pipe main outside my apartment complex uh busted, so I have. Little to no water pressure. Thankfully, I still have it. I still at least have water, so that's good. Um, but sadly, I water pressure is a low, so I still need to shower, shave, and shampoo. And I'm hoping I have enough to. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's a really funny meme. Okay. Um, I yeah, yeah. Words are hard. Um. So hopefully I wasn't rambling for nothing or this doesn't sound like complete horseshit. Otherwise, uh, sorry.